This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Welcome to the MMA Takes Podcast, another snake draft fantasy, whatever you want to call it, with Devin Todd and Tim Mitchell. This time, last week we did our dream card. This week we're doing top five all-time favorite fights. Doesn't have to be, it's a personal opinion, top five favorite fights of all time, your top five fights. We're all going to have the same, or not the same, can't pick the same, all the rules apply. You'll get it, you know what I'm saying. We're doing a snake draft again. So boys, since Tim picked first, I was thinking Devin was in the middle and I was last. I think we all should move up a slot. So Devin will go first, I'll be in the middle, and Tim picks last. We'll just move along the snake. Is that all right? That's fair. Okay, so Tim, you pick twice on the end. Devin, you're going first. I'm going middle, and then uh, we'll come back around. So, Devin, top five. Last time we did this, you wrote down 60 fights or whatever. How many fi- or 60 uh, potential fights for our dream card. How many fights do you write down today? <laughs> um, not nearly that many. Okay. There's going to okay. be a lot of recency bias. Like, we all know about the great fights, mm-hmm. you know, like, we we know about the the GSP, you know all of his old fights. We know all the Matt Hughes shit. We know all the BJ Penn shit, which should, you know should definitely be talked about 100. percent But um, I feel I mean maybe it is just recency bias, but I also feel like fights today mean a lot more than they did back then. Yeah, um, I agree with that because it's, it's more popular. It's on a bigger stage. The competition's better for sure. Like the athletes are getting better, so the fights are getting better. I have I have some written down that I know isn't like it's not the best fight you've ever seen, but like in my moment in time in life, I'm like, oh my god, that fight was amazing. Like I think back on it. So, quick question, lat before we get started, should we go number one first, or should we go five down and save the number one for the end? What do you guys think? Mine come in a random order. They're all kind of equal for okay, me. Okay, so like you don't, you don't have like a number one fight. Okay, see, I got no. like a number one. Okay, so we'll just go we'll just go one down. You can put your fight whenever. Okay, so Devin Devin Tata, your first pal, fire off first fight, first favorite fight of all time. I want to just group like four or five fights into this one because it's all one opponent versus several different opponents. Sure. Um, I don't know if that's okay. You guys can say that you like this fight too. Which any of these fights. Um, if that's okay. Well, I mean, you so you're taking four fights. It's it, I'm gonna burn through them quick. It, they're all Anderson Silva fights. I grew oh, up well, watching Silva. Hang on, hang on, <laughs> all, dude, hang no, on, got, hang got, on. You gotta pick one because I got all I right. got a few written down here myself, pal. Pick one from Silva. Yes. Oh really? Oh yeah. I didn't know you were a Silva fan. Of course. Okay, um, my number one is going to be um, Silva's first time at 205 fighting James Irvin. Wow. Just okay. weird and random, but I fucking love that fight. Like, that was a good fight. He just catch, he catches a leg kick and just fires a straight oh, yeah. right down the pipe and just puts him on his fucking butt. It was awesome. Um, there's another honorable mention, but it could be your fight, so now I'm not going to say right, it, but save, I really, really love that fight. End. It's a great fight. It's a quick it, fight, and little fun fact, that was the same night that uh, Fedor fought Tim Sylvia. I had dual TVs on at my house. That was a fight night, and Tim Sylvia Fedor fought, and Fedor fucking annihilated Silva in like affliction or whatever. But yeah, the Silva Irvin fight. I mean, I've been trying for a good six months trying to find where James Irvin's at. What happened to that guy, dude? He's not on Instagram. He's not on Twitter. It's so weird, you know, because he had like he had some potential too. He had like some ups and downs in his career, 
But like he was, you know, he wasn't like surging or anything when Silva fought him. But back in that time when Silva fought him, not a lot of guys were jumping weight classes. Um, and I feel like guys that jump weight classes should do it the way that Silva did. Like go there, get your feet wet, see if you could take yes. out someone yep. in the top seven. You know, go out there, take out number five or take out number seven, and then maybe fight number three. And then I feel like jumping weight classes, you should be speeded to the title, but not maybe jump right into that shit. Sure. Um, so what Silva did was smart, and Silva's just a bad motherfucker. Like, I don't think there's ever been anyone in MMA that has had better timing than Silva. No. He, like, his timing <clears throat> is just, when he was on point, like, his timing was just fucking immaculate. Perfect yeah. timing. Like, it, every every strike he threw was, like, it was su- just with such precision. Everything he threw was he would pick his shots like ground and pound. He wouldn't just, you know, fire a barrage of, of to, you know, to just to break through your guard. No, he's like going to wait for a split second hole in your guard and boom and just fire something straight down the pipe. Like it, he's a beast. Silver, silver, he's just a bad motherfucker. He's a beast. Um, he's a beast. Yeah, I love he's my guy. favorite fighter. He always will be. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Anderson's great. I mean, I'm glad you didn't take four because I have at least I have two written down that I, I might take depending how this whole thing shakes out. So if no one takes the ones you want to talk about, we'll circle back to the end, but that's a great fight. That's a good kickoff fight right there for you. All right. My number one fight. And this is, this is my number. I ranked them. My number one fight of all time. And I've been in the MMA game since 2003. And for whatever reason, and then I went back and I watched all the old pride shit. Cause I, I, that was a little before my time. I had fucking pride DVDs coming out of my ass. And when I live with my parents in my room, it was all that was on. So the whole, so the fight is Chuck Vanderlei Silva at UFC 79. To me, the buildup, I was on sure dog forms and they're like, Vandy would win. Cause he was a two five champion in pride. Chuck would win. And Chuck went over there and was supposed to fight Vanderlei, but got stomped out by rampage and they're supposed to fight. And then Vanderlei comes in and does like a promo where he's like, fuck Chuck. I want to fuck Chuck when he, cause he doesn't speak fucking English. Chuck Vanderlei to me at UFC 79. It had everything. It had the buildup. It came maybe a year too late where they might've been a little out of their prime. Chuck was on a loss and yeah. Vanderlei was coming over off of steroids from pride. But the fight lived up to the hype to me. It was it was it was a banger. Obviously, Chuck won, but that to me, I keep coming back to that fight just to build up and just like just everything about it. I love that fight. Uh, I always think back if I'm ever making a top five fight again because I mean these all could change. These are all moving parts, but that's always gonna be on my top five. And whenever I think of people, always ask me, "Well, what's your favorite fight?" That's the first thing that comes to my mind is Chuck Vandy. Fuck yeah, that, that's that's a fucking banger, dude. It was Fuck so yeah. that's good. great, like, great choice. Vandalay played like possum, and then fucking, and then Chuck was like, "I'm gonna knock him out" because Vandalay had a little bit of chin issues. He couldn't knock Vandalay out. Vandalay played possum on the cage and fucking dropped Chuck, and there blood everywhere. It was fucking crazy. All right, Tim, what do you got? First fight, pal. You guys hear me? Okay. Yeah, we're hearing you cl- crystal clear, bud. Yep. Man, uh, speaking of speaking of buildups, man. Um, Chuck Vanderlei, that might have been the one of the biggest first buildups um, for it, UFC, especially per- with Pride versus UFC. Right, it was so good. But, it was uh, really well done. I gotta go, Connor Nate too, man. Ah, and, I had uh, that on my list. That's a good that, one. That buildup was just something else, man. With, with was, Nate coming out and shocking the world. That was uh, good. In the first fight, and then because um, if you remember, this fight was supposed to happen at UFC 200, right? And it would have no doubt been the biggest fight of all time. Um, but you know, I think Connor had some issues and I think he faked a retirement or, or tried to know, hold off a cash or whatever. Shit. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, typical Connor shit. And then, uh, you know, it ends up, it ends up happening at 202. And, um, you know, it still became the biggest fight of all time um, until, you know, Connor Khabib. Right. But, um, yeah, man, I spoke about it on the last podcast. But just, like, when two guys hate each other like that and you can just feel that animosity and, you know, and then they leave it all in, you know, leave it all in the cage. Um, and I'm still split as far as who I think really won the fight. Right. Um, but, I mean, you know, you can't, you can't deny that Connor fucked Nate up yeah. the first two rounds and then three, four, and five. Um, you know, it was what it was. It, it was just an all-out war. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's my number one, no doubt, man. I'll never forget watching that. Never forget just the build-up to it. You know, that was uh, – yeah, I'm, that... I'm looking forward to the third one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's my number one, no doubt. What do you guys think? I love it. I love it. Dad, what do you think? Um, Yeah, I'm not a huge Conor McGregor fan, so I'm always going to have like, some bias. <laughs> Come him. on, man. Um, that was a good fight. It was a great. It was a great fight. It was a great fight. I'm just not a huge McGregor fan, and I'm not a huge Nate Diaz fan either. I don't dislike either one of them, um, but I probably root against them in a lot of fights. But it's definitely a good fight. Like you take the names away from it, and that was a fucking knock them down, drag them out. Like yeah. those those dudes came to scrap. <clears throat> um, Connor was piecing them up, and then you know Nate came back in his fashion with his good cardio, and you know and, and started to put work on Connor. Um, Did you have that fight yeah, written that, down? Sorry. Do you have that fight written down or no? No, Dev's like nah, nah. nah. I like I it. I think Tim. it's fair to say with them too. It's fair to say with those two guys. Yeah, their styles help each other out. Hundred percent. Because we do not want to see either of them face a good wrestler. We've seen no. what happens with Nate against guys like Roy McDonald, and we see what guys you know happens to guys when you know like Khabib when Connor fights him. So right, um, their styles really perfect. It's a great matchup. matchup. I remember when I remember yeah. when. RDA dropped out and they were looking for a replacement for Connor and they threw all these names out there and then they settled on Nate and I'm like, man, I hate that fight. I was like, I don't know how that's going to go. Like I, of course I'm a Connor fanboy. So I thought Connor was going to knock him out, whatever, maybe not knock him out because it's Nate Diaz. But I'm like, I, when they first announced it, I was like, I don't know about that. You know, I don't know. And then of course I was wrong. The first fight was, was, you know, I'm not surprised motherfucker. It was, it was great. And the second fight, I mean, there was so much pressure on Connor. Like if Connor lost that fight, I mean, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have fought Floyd. He wouldn't, right. uh, you know what I mean? I mean, what happens? I he mean, he's, fought Eddie. Right. He then, after that, he fought Eddie, won the champ champ, became champ champ. So there was so much on the line for him. That's like, that's what I love about like a big fight is you like, you got to put yourself in these guys' shoes. Like, like Nate and Nate loses it. But see, if you ask a Diaz brother, they've never lost a fight. So they can spin it. Yeah. And you know, Nate's not going to get out there and get walked through. I mean, that, I mean, only really one person's ever done that. Um, you know, so like if you don't finish Nate, then he says he's won. He's like, well, let's go fucking round four, five, six. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I love that fight. All right, Tim, you got two, though. What's your second one? Give us a second one. Oh, I forgot about this. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what, man. Th- and it may be a well-known fight. I know for you guys, you guys are super fans like myself, but uh, there's some fights, man, you will never forget where you were when you fucking watch it. Yep. And uh, this one's going to come out of left field a little bit. I love it. But fucking Pat Barry versus Chet Conga. Hey. Oh. Hell yeah. That's a great <laughs> pick. This was back June 2011. And uh, I remember watching it on a fucking fight night. And it's like yep. middle of the card, maybe – at the most co-main, but I don't think it was a main event. But I think it was like event, I think it was the like two fights before the main event, and then everyone's like, "We got two more fights left." Like, what the fuck? Yeah, just, fo- I just watched. follow that. Yeah, and dude, fucking Pat Barry has got fucking Chuck Congo on a pair of skates that he's never worn. He's got him on some skates on two wrong feet, and 
you know, you, you could have, you know, you think Congo's out of it, and then out of nowhere, he fucking just uh, lands a fucking left hook from hell. I remember And that. half knocked out, just starts raining on hammer fists on Barry. And the ref calls, and, you know, Congo gets up, and he's fucking wobbling. And right. it was just, it, it was fucking insane. That's one We're of talking the, about nine years ago, and I right. still remember, like, exactly where I was watching that. That's uh, one of those. That, like, that's what the sport's all about, man. Yeah, it's one of those things, like, Herb Dean does, like, the refs don't get enough credit. Herb Dean was about to stop that when Congo was, like, almost out. Like, he was going to, yeah. he's like, fuck, fuck, you know, because Congo's a, you know, he's a professional. He's a, he was a veteran. He was a kickboxer. So Herb let it go, and then good thing he did because it I mean I don't think it would have been an early stoppage, but then fucking Congo just laid the hammer down on Barry. That is that's a great pick. I love that. That's one of those picks where it was such a good fight and you had such a good finish. A lot of really great fights tend to end in like either a really crazy rare finish or a decision. Like that's a war. That's one where there's both. I think it only went what one round, two rounds. I think that was round. Uh, I think it was round two. Round two. I think. I think. I yeah, think. I'm pretty it, sure it was, it was early. Yeah. It was round two. It was, if it, was, it wasn't round one, it was early in round two because they, they those boys were throwing. I love that pick, Devin. Yeah, what do you think? Do you like the fight? Yeah. You know, and today's Herb Dean would have probably stopped that fight. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I like Good her. Point. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Who do you think's the best? Today's Herb would have probably stopped that. Let's fight. go off topic. Who do you think? Do you guys have the name of the best referee? You think right now? Because I got a guy who I think is great. Keith Peterson is really good. Yeah, no nonsense, Keith Peterson. He's fucking good, dude. He's yeah. good. Um, I, I like Jason Herzog a lot, too. He's good, too. Yeah. Remember that dude? Um, I, I forget his name. He had tattoos, r- sleeved up, and he went to jail for like five years because he was selling all that weed. Do you remember that oh, guy? Oh, dude. Uh, what's his name? He's back. What's his name? He's back reffing now. He got put five years in jail because he had pounds and pounds of weed. <laughs> he was a good ref. I forget his name, though. Fuck. Oh. You say it and I'll know it. I just don't know it off the top of my head. Yeah, that's why, um, that's why I got smart. I'm never going to remember it. Josh Rosenthal. Whoa, Timmy. Yeah, that's him. Josh that's Rosenthal. God. Dude, I remember isn't that, him. Isn't that crazy? If I was him, I'd be pissed. I think he was from California. Now it's legal. And he's like, I got. I went to five years for fucking weed. Get the fuck out of here. Like, who cares? Yeah, he's probably, especially in California. My yeah, God. right. Just like, you know what I mean? It's just like, that's what, when I was, I don't, I've never done drugs. I've smoked weed a couple of times. My mom told me, sat at me down when I was young. She's like, listen, if you smoke weed, cool, but don't do any of that other shit. And I was like, okay. And, uh, and then lo and behold, I didn't like weed. Like it made me feel uh, like I just wanted to go. I just tired, but like, who cares? Like, right. Like all my, all my friends growing up, all their parents smoked weed, like openly in front of us, like just smoked it. And I'm just like, yeah, that's cool. I just, I, I just, it doesn't agree with my body. Neither does alcohol, but I still, uh, I still drank that back then. So, <laughs> all right. So I'm up. This one, this one's going to be, I think, a lot of people. This is going to be my square pick. I think this is going to be on a lot of people's list. I'm going to go, I'm going to take it before anybody else takes it. But listen, Robbie Roy McDonald, that was one of the all-time greatest fights. I mean, the stare down between the rounds and they're bleeding out of their fucking faces. Roy's nose was fucked up for many years after the fight. Uh, Unbelievable. Just unbelievable. Because, like, you know, they fought before. Robbie squeaked one out. Then they came out. I actually thought Roy was going to win. I thought Roy was a really complete fighter at that time. Robbie, to me, was a one-trick pony. But, man, that fucking fight, UFC 189, which, to me, it might be the greatest event they ever held. UFC 189, Connor versus Chad, they, they main event it. Bermuda Stevens had an insane knockout. Um, just a, an awesome event. But Robbie Roy stole the show. Uh, and that they're, they're coming event for the welterweight title. And just, I mean, I typically don't like, I'm not like a bloodthirsty guy or anything like that. Like usually when like, 
you see a cut like Joe Stevenson when he bleeds all over the fucking mat. I'm like, clean that shit up. I'm not like a savage like that, but that blood added to the whole thing. The picture of Roy with his nose just shattered. And he basically just like couldn't take it. He's just like, dude, my nose is like in my brain. Like he didn't really get knocked out, even though they considered TKO. He got hit in the nose and just collapsed. And Rory's as tough as they come. Um, that, that, I want to put that fight before someone took it because I, I love it. But that's going to be on everyone's list. So that's kind of a square yeah. pick. But uh, uh, I love that fight. That fight's a great fight. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't write it down because I figured somebody was going to say it, and right. I, it, it's yeah. just it's a it's a hundred percent honorable mention, no matter what. Like it deserves to be there. They're fucking spitting blood at each other and shit. Right. You know, it, yeah, Rory, Rory looks like someone hit him in the face with a stop sign. It's crazy <laughs> how those guys kept the going. stare down after I think it was after round four when they just fucking stared at each stared other. Stared at each like other. And Mer- seconds. Mergliata's like, all right, guys, get back to your corner, and they're like, they can't even hear him. They're like, fuck that. I'm not budging until this guy goes back. It was like a, a dick swinging contest. You know what I mean? It's like, boys, you guys are in a fucking fist fight. You're two of the best athletes in the world. You know what I mean? But I love that shit. Like, the more intense, the better to me. Like, that's why I, you know, love Nick Diaz. I went back and watched some Nick Diaz fights and just him talking to people. It's just like, I mean, it's just, I love the intensity. Cause like, let's, let's not like make a stake in bad. Yeah, it is a sport. I get it. And you can be friendly, but we're also fighting guys, right? So let's not, you know, I like the approach when people are like, I'll be friends with them after the fight, before the fight. Don't try to shake my hand. Um, maybe I'll touch gloves before the fight. If not, fuck you. Yeah, it's a fight. You know what I mean? Like we're not baking cupcakes. You know what I'm saying? So I, I love the intensity of, of that fight. And I just, it's, uh, yeah, it, there's a lot of heat to it. All right, Devin, you got two now, bud. Rattle off two. I'm, I'm oh, curious. Shit. I'm curious about your list because every fight Tim and I have named, you're like that wouldn't be on my list. So let's see. No, no, hundred percent. No, no disrespect. No, no, no. I know. Like I'm all curi- those agree. But I'm curious uh, about your list. You got me intrigued. You know, I try to go off on some yeah, weird yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. Um. So I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do um, Holloway versus Ortega. Okay. Okay. Um, because that fight had a lot at stake. Like for Max Holloway, he had come off. He had, you know, come back from a layoff. He had to quit cutting weight against Khabib. Bisbing called him out. Like, you are you okay? He was like fucked up. Um, like he got like poisoned or he was concussed. Like he was Some all fucked weird, up and weird. Yeah, and was, we didn't know if he could even fight. Like, yeah, we didn't know what the so fuck the, was gonna happen. Like there was a lot on the line. There was a lot on the line. You know, he he was gonna fight Khabib and all that shit went down. And then he came and. And he was an underdog. Yeah. He was an underdog against against Ortega. I put, People I really, put really high on Ortega. a lot of money on Brian Ortega. I'm talking four bills. So <laughs> it's a sore subject for me. Took the favorite, and, 400 bucks, and I was confident. Buddies were texting me like, hey, who, who's going to win that fight? I'm like, dude, Holloway had a stroke. He ain't winning shit. <laughs> Fucking Max dude. goes out there and looks unreal. I mean, he beat the – I mean, it was a different Bro. class. It was a different class. Dude, like – I, I just want to see that Holloway show up against Volkanovski when they run it back. Um, Holloway's such yeah. a good fucking guy, dude, and he has he's had so many great fights. Like the Aldo fights, those could be here. Like those are definitely yep, honorable yeah. mentions. Definitely. Um, I love Max Holloway. He's just such a nice fucking dude, and he you know he doesn't his fight with Dustin Poirier that deserves that could be on here as well. Right. Um, sorry if I'm taking shit from you guys, um, but you know he just came and really showed out against Ortega. Between rounds, he's over there telling you know telling the desk, hey, this this is gonna end now. This is gonna end now, and it's just like a a master class striking performance. Um, He took some big shots from 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 Ortega, and it was just a striking master class. Like his 
his his stance switching, his his combination punching, his head movement. It was just so fucking good, and I'm such a Holloway fan that that was just up there for me. And I, and I feel like there was a lot at stake. He was coming back after, like you said, having a stroke or got whatever. Yeah, what yeah, no, I don't know what happened to him. They think he got poisoned, but that's a good point. Yeah, There's a dude. lot at stake because he just beat Aldo, right? There's a lot of anticipation. Ortega's the pretty boy, the good-looking guy, banging Holly Berry. He was the next one up. I mean, if you ask the UFC, gun to their head, they probably pick Ortega. L.A. kid was sleeping on the street, whatever. He's got a great story. But, Modelo. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. And oh, but For real, though. Holloway, this is what I was just talking about before. He's a nice guy. Like He doesn't really trash talk that much. He's very confident. But he goes in there and he's like, I'm not your fucking friend in here. Like he points to the mat, like this is my round. Like him and Dustin Poirier in, at the end of the fifth round or beginning of the fifth round where Poirier stood up and did what Max did and then Max did it. Like that intensity is what like drives me, especially me, to fighting. Like you want to see these fucking two of these world-class athletes go at it. And like I said, like I like I don't like being wrong, especially when I put money on it. But that generally shocked me because I was convinced something was wrong with Holloway. Like, seriously wrong with him. Dude, I bet money on that fight, too. I put $200 on that fight. Um, so I, I had a pretty good um, turnaround. Then I also had a personal bet with, I think, my cousin for some weed or something like that. Well, there you go. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Now, you got another fight. Would you, back-to-back fights, Dev. Snake draft. Hit All me right. with it. Um, so let me see. Let me just look on my list here. Um, you know, another one I'm going to go with is a guy that came off a long layoff and had a really, really good performance that was not supposed to win the fight. And I'm going to go with uh, Masvidal versus Till. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Oh. Because I really, Masvidal's my guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like Masvidal was on the game show. He was a big underdog. They kind of just like, they threw him in there. They're like, who's a who's a 170 deer that would be probably undersized and will probably lose a fight against Till? Like that fight was fucking set up for Till to win that oh, fight. I mean, they did it in no, what? Yeah. Did they do it in, yeah, London. They didn't do it in Liverpool. They, they did it in Liverpool. London. Did they? I thought they did it in London. Was it, was it in London? I, you know, it was I in think London. It was it in was London because yeah, because he it fought was. Wonder Boy in Liverpool. But yeah, because I remember yep. afterwards, obviously Masvidal not only made a name for himself by knocking out Till, which no one had done at that point. I mean, Woodley dropped him, but it knocked him out. And then he goes out and fucking piece three pieces in a soda Leon Edwards after that fight. I was like, this guy's <laughs> like fucking a star now. That that fight did everything for his career. I mean, also his following performances. Um, you know, did a lot for his career, but he was laid off. He was on an island. He couldn't get a fight. He, he, you know, his manager was like, yo, go to this fucking game show. He was on an island on a game show, I guess, on a, on the island. He had a lot of time to himself. He rethought his career. And, I mean, it worked, you know. Yeah. It, it, it really worked for him. He, it was a, and it was a big, it was a back-and-forth fight between him and Till. Yeah. Tim rocked him. He got up. Um, Till rocked him. He got up. And then, you know, they had a lot of, a lot of back-and-forth exchanges. Um, and then... And it's funny because what Masvidal hit him with is kind of something Woodley likes to do. So you would think maybe he had that in his training. Right. You know, that like switch stance, boom, and just that. He like does that shuffle step in a switch stance and just fucking blasts out that left. Yeah. And that's something that Woodley likes to do. So he probably trained for that in the prior training camp. So it it was just it was a big surprise. I did not expect that from Masvidal. Um, and I, it was, I just thought it was a great performance. He was him. a he, he was a minus two thirty five underdog for that, or excuse me, a yeah. plus two thirty five underdog. I obviously put money until I lost. Um, what I loved about that fight, first round was obviously close. Masvidal got dropped. He looked his timing looked a little off. You could tell the layoff affected him. But that second round, 
that's when that OG gangster comes out. And if you watch that second round, Till had no answers. He got clipped with that left hand like five times and just wouldn't put his fucking hand up. And then nighty night. Uh, that's, that's a beautiful performance. And it, it kind of led to this stardom that he is now. He goes and knocks out Ben Askren, who had never lost. Amazingly, by the way, world record setting. And then he goes and fucking stomps out Nate Diaz, wins the BMF title. Now he's number one contender, get a fight for the belt. So that launched everything for him. And uh, yeah, that's a good fight. That's a great fight. Uh, dude, did you bet that fight, Tim? Did you have anybody in that fight? Do you remember? Um, I'm sure. I probably had uh, Till in some type of parlay. Yeah. And which just adds to the hate of Till. <laughs> probably probably had six fights right up until then, and then he gets starched. Right. But, uh, yeah. That was huge, man. Like, And I'll be honest. like I, didn't, I remember Masvidal, but like, UFC wasn't promoting him like they did no. Till. And he was—he's so promotable. He's a great-looking guy, dude. Like, right. he used to fight with Kimbo back, back in Miami. Yeah. Like, why are they not promoting this guy? And from what I remember, he was mostly like losing close decisions, right? Or, or maybe yep. winning them. But I know he, he was going to a lot of split decisions and shit. So uh, that came out of left field, and then the star was born that night, man. That yeah, was crazy. We'll have to do one of these for worst decisions. I know Devin's going to have a million of them because he, you know. But one of the worst decisions I've ever seen is Masvidal Ally Quinta. Uh, when Ally Quinta's like, "You booing me? Fuck you! Don't boo me!" Yeah, <laughs> like bro, well, he's, he's like, <laughs> Ally Quinta died in the first round. Yeah, bro. like you lost that like, fight. He died. Like, oh, and man. that's in like, and that's that's the thing is is. He's that, he's, seven. he's been finished twice his whole career. Once by that crazy inverted triangle in Bellator. This is Masvidal. And another time, Rodrigo damn TKO'd him, which was one of the worst stoppages I've ever seen. He's never been finished in UFC. And he's he's a fucking G, dude. Like, you know, I can't have him as one of my guys because he's been around for too long. And that's like a bandwagon jumper. But, I mean, he's must-see TV. I mean, he really is. And, yeah, they brought him over to London to do press. The fight was in London. He does a sit-down interview with, with Dan Hardy, who's... You know, everyone's hyping up Till because Till's coming off the, the Woodley loss and all this shit. And Masvidal's just like sitting there. And then I remember at the press conference, Leon Edwards and Till started to get into it. And Masvidal just leans over and was like, hey, does anybody get the Wi-Fi password here? Like, it's just, oh, he's a fucking cool dude, man. He's a cool fucking dude. I, you know, I like him a lot. And that hurts because I love Darren Till. Um, one of the reasons I like him because personality is fighting style, but he also made me a shit ton of money on the Cowboy Cerrone fight. Uh, he was a slight underdog. That was one of the biggest bets I ever made in my life, and uh, I, I, I can never, uh, can never not go against them. Anyway, all right. Ah, uh, my my pickup, third pick for me. I got a list here. I don't know what I want to do. Okay, well, this one, one of my all time favorite fights for sure is Frankie Edgar versus Gray Maynard two. The second one, the first oh, one, the awesome first pick. one was incredible, right? And it ended in a draw. Um, and then, you know, I'm not a huge Edgar fan or Maynard. Edgar just came off beating my guy BJ, so I was a little sour on him. But then he shows his heart against Gray, and I'm like, whoa, a guy he already lost to. But then the second fight, he comes out and fucking stops him, like the fourth or fifth round after getting his fucking head knocked around most of the early rounds anyway. Dang. And that's just an impressive performance. I mean, Frankie Edgar would have been a Hall of Famer regardless. Those two fights while being champion uh, definitely makes him a Hall of Famer, and that fight was... To me, was insane. UFC 136 was that was on that one. I remember watching that with a couple buddies who who are not. They were there to drink. They weren't there to watch the fight, and they even got into it. They even were like, "What the fuck are we watching right now?" I'm like, "Yeah, watch, motherfuckers. Who cares about NASCAR or whatever, like tennis or whatever you're into? You gotta watch MMA." Fucking Brian, tennis. dude, it's so funny you say that. So Devin had just mentioned 
a la Aquinta dying in the first round. Yeah. I was about to use that reference for this particular fight. <laughs> I mean, Frankie damn near died, died in the first round. Died. And, and we were what we were talking about now uh, what, what with the Pat Berry fight, Herb Dean could have stopped that fight. Uh, or, or I don't even know if Herb ref that could have been Big John McCartney. But today's days with Frankie, like Frankie couldn't stand up straight for like a full minute. They had to stop it. They had to stop. Yeah, it. I think they would have stopped it. I mean, if I Inku- stopped it. if I and Kutalaba just got stopped by that weird stoppage, they're going to stop this fight, which is crazy to think and, about. Because yeah. then we're getting robbed of one of the best fights of all time. Like you know, it's crazy. But uh, yeah, I, I want to get that one. I love that fight. I think back that fight. I've seen that fight probably 10, 15 times. Uh, I love that fight. Yeah. All right, Timmy, you got two, bud. All right, man. I'm a I'm a kicking it old school tonight, man. Let's I'm going to bet. The fucking July 2009 again. And oh. uh, Clay Guida versus Diego Sanchez. I love it. I love oh, it. <laughs> um, what a fucking war, man. Unbelievable. And, and, you know, I, I used to look back on the fight a lot. I, I remember watching it. It was the Ultimate Fighter finale fight. Um, I believe it was on Spike at the time. I'm sure it was on Spike at the time. And, uh, you know, I just remember Sanchez beating the shit out of him. Like, you see his, uh, you see him uppercutting. Guida and Guida's hair just flying up in the air. Yeah, and but if you go back and watch that fight, I mean, Guida got his Guida got his licks in too. Yeah, he, uh, it was a fucking battle, dude. Like, yeah, I mean, that literally, like a lot of the argument is is like Clay Guida had short hair, he might have won the fight. Yeah, because he was because like, or at least put it back or do something, <laughs> do dude. something like, with it, see? dude. Like you're getting hit, yeah, your hair is bouncing all over the place. It looks worse than it is, and the judges are fucking dumb. So they they don't have commentary. They're just looking at what they're seeing. They're seeing your hair go bouncing everywhere, and you're like, oh, this guy's getting fucked up. But I remember that exchange in the cage where literally it felt like a minute. Probably could have only been maybe twenty seconds where they just plant their feet and they were just throwing like straight street fight style. Like I don't give a fuck. And just Diego going after. hit him with a head kick at some point, man. Right, he yeah. Knocked his head off his shoulders. It was. Props I mean, to Guido for you know staying alive, but right, yeah. Diego Sanchez. He he lasted the whole fight. It was a unanimous decision for uh, for Sanchez. Diego Sanchez has been in some fucking. I mean, he's been around forever, so you would imagine, but he's been in some fucking battles like i'm not going to name a bunch of fights in case someone has them but like you can go down his list and be like oh i remember that fight i remember that fight uh that's a good one he still walk i don't know it's crazy dude he's he's taking the most significant strikes in ufc i believe i believe it's i believe diego sanchez holds the record for that i uh and and he's he was crazy he was crazy before that now the ct might be setting in and now he's even crazier i mean his one corner man like, I mean, literally just go on YouTube and listen to the order, uh, audio of his corner, man. It's crazy. Like, literally, Michael Chiesa was like, CTE no. is a full blast. Full blast. Like, Michael Chiesa was like, oh, no. He was, like, shoving his fingers up my asshole and stuff. Like, he was checking my oil during the fight. Like, that was, like, his special move. Like, are you fucking kidding me? It's yeah, – remember- Go ahead, Devin. Remember what? the shadow. Remember the shadow. Yeah, right. Yeah. The shadow. The shadow. And then, like, the they- like what the fuck? Dude, him and, Tar- and and him and Edmund Tavarian are the worst yeah. fucking coaches in MMA history. Isn't yeah, it wild that Edmund kind. Edmund has <laughs> Edmund Shabazian? That's like his pu- star pupil. I know. I'm worried he's gonna get ruined. Get the get the fuck out of that camp, right? Like get he, the well, fuck out of that camp. The good and go to news top is is run. he turned Ronda into a boxer, which he never should have done. Shabazian, I think, is already a boxer, so maybe that's a little bit different. But I remember when Ronda was fighting, yeah. 
and they audioed his corner where I think she got knocked out by uh, Nunez, right? And he's like, head movement. No, no, hands up, no. And he's like, it's like, dude, like, you, like, take her down. Like, you're fucking armbarring everybody, and all of a sudden you stop. Like, what the fuck are you doing? I don't know what she was thinking. She had her, she, the thing is that you can't have people gassing you up. You know, she's, her corner's telling her that she could go out and outbox Floyd Mayweather. I know. Be confident. I, you know, and she could probably, if you put her and Floyd Mayweather in an octagon, she might fuck around and rip his arm off. Right. Yeah. She'll submit Floyd for sure. But then, the, you, but you know, you take that from your coach. He's got a mural in his fucking, have- uh, uh, in his gym. So he had it commissioned and painted of him and Muhammad Ali right next to each other. Like they're both the same level. It's like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? Like you weren't even a professional boxer. Like, what are you doing? All right, Tim, so you, bizarre. you got a second one here, bud. Give me another one. All right, man. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to go with my favorite fights, man, and not yeah. like just the best ones, sure. the, the, the most exciting. But um, right. this one uh, was a little bit more recent. This was back in July 2019. Uriah Faber versus Ricky Simone. Oh, in okay. Sacramento. Okay, I um, like that. This was dope, man. I, I've been watching Uriah Faber since WEC days. You know, watching him dominate there, win, you know, win multiple belts. And then uh, never getting that moment in the UFC. He never never won any championship. He, he's been in God knows how many title fights. Right. He's been in God knows how many super fights, but he never actually won the title. And for him to come back out of retirement after three years in Sacramento, the California kid, and get that upset knock, knockout victory over Ricky Simone, who, I mean, let, let's be honest, he's not a huge name, but he's a talented kid. You I know, think he had one loss, Lever, right? He had but, like uh, one loss going in that fight. I think Simone only had like yeah, one. He had an incredible yeah, I mean, record. I can't yeah, be sure I mean, about he, that. He was impressive, man. Like, yeah, he, he wasn't a you know, he wasn't some ass clown off the street. He was fighting. He was <laughs> right, a good right. fighter, and um, just you know that place was rocking, man. Like that's yeah. the Cali kid in Sacktown. Like it was uh, just one of the good feel good moments, man. You're like hell yeah, and you know. I wish he would have just stayed fucking retired, but then he wants to go out and uh, oh, fight you know, Petro Yan and get right. Yeah, it's like if you want to fight against Faber, that's yeah. cool, but don't bring your little cute daughter in the crowd and then get knocked out by this crazy Siberian Siberian guy. I love the Ricky <laughs> Simone fight. You know what I mean? Like, I mean that was awesome. It was a surprise. I was watching my wife. As, as obsessed with I am as MMA, I have a whole room in my house full of posters. She has been to fights with me. She can maybe name five fighters. One of them is California Kid, Uriah Faber, probably because she wants to fucking sit on his face. I don't really know. Yeah, no I doubt. haven't asked her that. But she was sitting there, you know, what we were watching that fight, and he did that, and she, like, flipped out. And it's, it's, it's an awesome moment. Like, fans who aren't even fans but just know somebody knows how big that was. And, and I don't think she even knew it was in Sacramento, but that was crazy. You love a good feel story like that. Like, you know, Faber, like you said, been around forever, needed that win. And, uh, you know, and Simone, a guy, again, really talented dude, but no one really knew him except, like, the diehards. But uh, Faber was a huge underdog. He's, like, plus 300 maybe. Something crazy. So it was, uh, at I was, least 225. At yeah, least 225. I, I'm pretty I sure. Bet, I, bet, I bet the shit out of him, man. Did I, you? I was not confident about it. I was, I was too big of a pussy. It split in my mind to do it. <laughs> I almost want to say, I, 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 I don't quote me on this, but I literally almost want to say I went and did a parlay. I did. I did my straight wager, did my single bets, and then I was like, let me, let me, these, this, you know, this 20 bucks, let me put it on a parlay. And I'm pretty sure I added Simone into it, and he might have ruined that whole parlay, which is fucking hilarious because oh, I should have even done that. I was a dumb bet. 
Uh, that's not as bad as my buddy. My buddy, I went to the casino. He gave me money. He gave me 60 bucks to put a parlay on for him. And he had a great parlay, four or five parlay. And as I'm at the kiosk typing it in, he texts me and goes, add Macy Barber, who was a minus oh, thousand over Roxanne. No, and I Roxanne go, are, yeah. And I go, are you sure? He goes, yeah, dude. She's a guaranteed win. Why not? A couple extra bucks. I'm like, all right. Oh, no. And that's the only fight he lost. Like I, I, oh he's not God. a huge gambler. He's just slowly getting into it, but that's a bad beat. You oh. don't come back from that's a, that's, yeah. that's tough. We talked about that. A couple bucks too, man. Yeah. Right. Just, yeah. He's just a couple bucks. And he, he was going to win his 60 would have been like 400. Like he was looking at like good change, oh, good no. money. He had two underdogs Sick, in there, dude. two favorites. And he wanted to add Macy as his fifth fight. I'm like, you don't need to do that, man. That's brutal. All right, we talked we, about that. Yeah, I, I think I brought it up that. before. It's it's the worst beat I've ever seen because literally I'm at the kiosk ready to place his bets for him and my phone goes off and he goes, add Macy. And I'm just, and I should have talked him out of it. I should have been like, nah, sorry, I already placed your bets just or whatever. Ignore it. But I'm like, fuck, <laughs> this guy wants to do it. And now I get to hold it over his head because every time I work with him, so I get to bust his balls every time I see him. Um, all right, so I'm looking at my fourth fight here, right? Yeah, fourth fight. Ooh, blah, 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 blah. Man, there's a lot. There's a lot that I haven't that hasn't been taken yet. Um, I know it, it's going to be a square pick. I have it written down in my honorable mentions, but I think I have to add it. It's going to be Kelvin Izzy. I mean, I know it's the most recent fight, one fight of the year. I know it's a little bit square, but I was there live. Izzy's my guy. If you've noticed, I don't have any on, anybody on my list right now has been like you, know, my guy. It's I've been trying to keep it of just fights that I really enjoy. Kelvin Izzy is unbelievable. Started that fifth round when Izzy's talking to himself about how he's prepared to die. It was it's just an unreal fight. And watching it live and just being as close as I was and just hearing like the shots these guys were taking and how fast they were. I was so surprised how fast they were in, in like in in person for being good sized guys. I mean, 185, they're well over 200 pounds when they're not cutting. Um, it's just unbelievable, right? I mean, that one fight of the year, so I'm not going to su- surprise anybody with that pick, but I had to get it out because, again, I, I it's just it was an unbelievable thing, and and just being there live, just getting extremely lucky to watch that, and uh, it's it's pretty badass because I had tickets to go see Connor fight Silva in Boston, and me and my buddy had tickets. I had to sell them because we couldn't go, so it's good to go see like one of your fan favorites, Izzy's my guy live before they blow up because now i can't afford conor mcgregor tickets because you know you can't they, they fucking sell out every you know you can't you get you can't fucking buy them. <laughs> yeah man that was a that was a great fight though that Unreal. that was just dude Unreal. yeah and it, and it was close I, and like is he like almost like when he went to the ground he almost submitted him or not submitted him but he was throwing up legs which you never seen and Kelvin, I mean, dude, Kelvin got dropped like five times. He showed how fucking tough he was. And really it's a guy really, who shouldn't yeah, no be doubt. at 85. I mean, Izzy's a skinny dude, but he's a big dude. And Kelvin should be at 170 if he just got his diet under control. Um, but it was just, it was just, it was awesome. It was an awesome experience. And the crowd was bringing me into it. And their walk-up music was so loud. And I'm just, it, it, you know, in, in, in hearing Izzy get announced. And then, you know, his family was there and shit. It was a, it was a, it was a beautiful moment. So. Yeah, that's got to be on my that list. The whole card was awesome. That was a great fucking card. Yeah, Poirier. Holloway, Poirier what was the, right what was the main? Holloway Poirier. Holloway Poirier. And then you had uh, Eric Anders was Khalil Roundtree, where Khalil Roundtree basically, his legs were baseball bats, and he destroyed Anders. I don't know how Anders was standing, dude. That was so loud. Every kick literally sounded like a baseball on, like, flesh. Or, excuse me, like a baseball bat on flesh. And the, everyone's like, ooh, like we're groaning. He beat the fuck every, out of him. It was brutal. 
Um, you don't see mismatches like that often no. at this at this high of a level. Khalil Roundtree beat the living fucking. He just beat the fucking piss out. Unbelievable. Of him. He like, just he got, just beat the fucking. He piss just out got of him. knocked out by Johnny Walker. Takes Eric, Eric Anders fight, which is kind of a dangerous fight. Eric Anders middle of the road solid fighter destroys Anders and then goes and fights Kutalaba and gets knocked out. Now he's like retiring. He's fighting Sam Alvey, which I think if that, that fight happens, he'll sleep Sam Alvey and then retire. Zoom, beat the fuck. Yeah, yeah. I think he wants to, I think he wants to do like Thai. Like he wants to go live in Thailand and just do be a Thai fighter. Bang all Dude. those little fucking lady boys out there. Whatever he's into, man. Everything, yeah. hey, hey, Everything besides the lady boys is cool with me. <laughs> all right. I have a guy, I have a guy that uh, I work with. His neighbor is like Cone over Tiger Muay Thai. And he's loaded. He lives over in Kentucky. And the the guy I work with, every time I see him, he's got some kind of Tiger Muay Thai gear on. And he's got a wife. And my buddy said for the first maybe five, six months, because he met her in Thailand, flew over here. They live over here now. For the five, first five, six months, whenever they have dinner, like him and his wife were convinced she was a dude. Like he married a lady boy and brought her over here. Like convinced. And a, I mean, I don't know if he's ever got proof. I, I don't think he thinks that theory is true now, but... Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, listen, <laughs> do you, man? I don't know. Fuck. If you like, you know, you like it, you like it. All right, Devin, you got two, bud. Round it out. You're finally finaling up your two here. Four and five. All right. Uh, there's just so many other honorable mentions, yeah. like every single Justin Gaethje fight. Yep. I, like every single Gaethje fight. I have some of his, I have some of his fights written down for honorable mentions. Um, but I think I'm going to go with, um, with, uh, Mark Hunt versus Bigfoot. Okay. That's oh, a classic. Yeah. That's a classic. Like, that was the draw. And yeah. if there should be draws in MMA, that should be one. They both just beat the shit out of each other. That was a great fight. Um, you don't see heavyweights able to take that much back and forth punishment often um, because both of those guys can fucking crack. Mark Hunt can fuck. We all know Mark Hunt can crack. Bigfoot's a giant dude. He can fucking crack. Um, and... It, that is just such a just such a back and forth war. Um, I watched. I haven't watched that fight in probably six months, but immediately it came to my head. I was like, that was just such a fucking knock them down, drag them out. Those guys just beat the shit out of each other. Um, you know, they both had each other in trouble multiple times throughout the fight, and then it, it ends up going to decision draw. Um, I don't know if it was split draw. I'm not too sure how that how how it went. Um, I don't remember, but it was just such a great fight that I had to, I had to you know yeah. It's kind of like the Rory Lawler, but the heavyweight version. Right. Yeah. It was. It's an insane fight, and I don't. I don't particularly like either of those guys. I remember I really wasn't excited about that card or that main event. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna watch it, but Hunt's probably gonna knock out Bigfoot because Silva's Bigfoot Silva's chin was a little whatever. And then I turn it yeah, on and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna watch. I don't remember. I remember being in a bad mood or whatever, just being a fucking idiot. And then that fight just straight. Okay, I'm not gonna go to sleep for a couple hours now because I'm fucking jacked. Uh, that's a great fight. I mean, if you type in, <laughs> you type in greatest UFC fights of the decade or whatever, that's going to come up. Like that will be like the poster child. Of it. John Anik talks about it all the time. It's one of the greatest fights he's ever seen. Um, uh, it is, it's one of, it's, 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 it's an incredible fight for, and especially for a heavyweight fight. Like you said, Devin, like those guys usually are gassed by the second round. Then it becomes a slot fest. And these dudes are fucking uh, they technical brawling. Yeah, they went in there late in the fight. No one wanted to give up. All right, your fifth and final fight, Devin. What do you got? What are you rounding out with? I'm really torn between two fights. Um, both of them mean a lot, a lot for the sport. Both of them are pretty recent. One of them very recent. Um, fuck, I'm torn. Um, I'm torn between these two. 
I'm gonna go with the woman's fight because neither one of you guys is probably yeah. gonna pick a woman's fight. I'm gonna I go had with the woman's I fight. Had, I had it written down. You're Did talking you? about you're yeah, obviously like talking us. about Joanna Wale, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I had 100%. it written down for sure. It was it's an incredible fight. Like, I mean it's it's You gotta talk about it. Dude. You have to talk about it. It's it's one of those fights where because, I mean, not to rag on women and not to be sexist or anything, but the women haven't caught up to the men yet because it's fairly new. Then you got these two women who who are, you know, kickboxing champions outside of MMA, and they go in there, and they're 115 pounds. Yuana's 115 pounds pure sexiness, if you ask me. She can have my pole of sauce at any time. Hey, yo! Firing <laughs> off, firing off. But they were so technical and 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 it was it was it was an awesome fight. Like I remember just freaking out. That fight was so good, people forgot about how bad the main event was. And the main event was bad. Like that's how good that fucking fight was. I was fucking st- I think I was texting you throughout the throughout the bout and I was like this is the best fight. This is like one of the best fights I've ever seen just point yeah. blank period. Um Thanks. Yeah, man. Outside of all the other shit that's on the line like every time Wiley Zhang fights it's really fucking important. It might not be important to me. It might not be important to you. But overseas in China, where she's from, yeah. she is a huge, 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 Crazy. huge megastar. Crazy. And when she, like, sh- her fighting, if it doesn't mean anything to you, it really should because she is, you know, she's a big factor in income for the UFC. So if we want the UFC to put on big fights, big cards, and pay their people to fight, we have to have people like Wiley Zhang as our champions because she brings so much money into the sport. So that, and then that's just, and she's the first women's champion. You want to, you know, you want to just, you want has been, you forever. She's the boogie woman. She, mm-hmm. you know, she was the queen of that division for a while. Um, and it was just such after, um, after Wiley's performance, I think you was coming off of a really good performance against Michelle Waterston yep. before that cool. she lost to Valentina. So, she came off a great performance. Wiley came off of an incredible fucking performance off of Jessica Andrade. Yeah. So they were both, you know, they were both, you know, riding pretty high when they came into that fight. Yeah. And, uh, God, it was just such a good fucking fight. It could have gone either way. I, 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 I picked Wiley unbiasedly. I really do like her, but I picked her unbiasedly. And I also, I also think she won that fight too. Um, it's super I think close. she just did more damage. I mean, coin flip, man. Yeah, it's a coin flip. I mean, I I think I had it, Ioana, on the verdict app. I think I scored it, Ioana. But when I went back and watched it, the only outcome I could see was Wei Li winning or a draw. Like I don't damage the damage. Like every time, Ioana's face is still uh, uh, bruised, not fucked up, still bruised. It's not swelling. The swelling went down, but her face is still fucked up. Still banger though. Still banger with everything on her head. Yeah, like, yeah, dude. And every time Yawana got hit, you could see like Wiley would wear the punches. She'd bite down and take it. She only got wobbled a few times. A lot. I don't know how Yawana didn't get finished because she uh-huh. would get hit and she would like fucking circle out. You'd see yeah. her blink her eyes. You know, she closes her eyes and do a couple blinks. Like, oh, I'm about yeah. to go out. Let me get on my bike. Let me circle right. out. I don't know how she. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck she took that much damage, dude. It's she. She gave a lot, but what she took, it was like. It, it it just feel like every th- every you know three or four punch combination you want to hit her with. All it took was one from Wiley to give back yeah. as much as she got from four. Yeah, Wiley definitely hit harder. And that, the one thing about Joanna was what impressed me in that fight is she mixed up her strikes way better than she has in the past. Wiley is yes. a really good combination puncher, but she also can st- stick and move and pot shot because she's got a lot of power. 
but they, they both would literally, it was almost like they're working pads, like throw a combination. Okay. Now you throw a combination. It was crazy. The back and forth. It was an unbelievable fight. I mean, when best women's fight ever, possibly top five greatest fight of all time, no matter what it is that that's fucking fair. good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's a great pick. I had it written down for sure. I I'm flirting with this last one. Cause Connor Nate too was going to be on my list. Tim, uh, stole that from me. So now I'm looking at these four that I had written down in case someone took mine. That was one written down. That's good. All right, here we go. Fifth and final fight for your boy. It's been, I got three fights here that it's between. I think I'm going to go with this one just because all three are great. And we'll talk about it at the end. Um, but I remember it was the middle of the day and uh, I was very excited. But it's Michael Bisbing, Anderson Silva. That fight to me, Ooh. man. Bisbing as a guy who I've never really loved, right? I've rooted against him. I love when Dan Henderson knocked him out. Um, and but when he knocked out Luke Rocco later on, that this fight set that knockout up, right? This fight let him have that fight on short notice when he knocked out Luke Rocco. But this mm-hmm. being being in the fight, being the UFC and making all this money and being an international star and then fighting the greatest of all time who we never fought before at 185 when Anderson was king, Biz being used to say, I match up well with Anderson. Everyone's like, okay, Mike, you know, go fight Dennis Kang again. Like, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, but that fight was unbelievable. Bisping got need and should have been finished. Like the fight was basically that was a, over. Yeah, that, was that fight was over, man. That, that fight was, over. was yeah. over. Like Anderson's celebrating, and Herb Dean's like, "No, no, <clears throat> get down. We no, get down." And that then was bullshit, right? And they did it in London, and then they go and they and, and then they continue to fight. That was in the third round, so fourth and fifth round, and Bisping fucking battles back and wins a decision. I know, I, I you know, you can disagree with the decision. When I first watched it, I thought Anderson won. I have since watched it. I can see why Bisming wing uh, won. I'm not upset about the decision, but the fight itself, just the Michael Bisming story that led him to the championship, which no one thought he's because the first time he fought Luke Rockle, he got embarrassed. Then he goes out there and knocks Luke Rockle out with one fucking eye on two weeks notice. You know, that's like, on my list. Yeah, right. I love this if, dude. If, he deserves if, it. If, yeah, he deserved that win, and it was a huge win. I know Anderson was at the end of his career, and uh, it is what it was, but just, I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, Anderson got dropped with a left hook. He got back up and was was piecing fucking Bisbing up before the knee finish. Like he was hurting Bisbing, and that's the thing with Anderson Silva. When you watch him fight, you're just like, why weren't you doing that the whole fight? He's very patient, and you're like, I feel like you yeah. could have been fucking him up the whole time. Like well, now you're turning it on. It. Uh, I just love that fight. I remember it was Weird. in the middle of the day. I remember my wife made hanky pankies. I don't know if you guys know what the, knows what those are. Um, but I enjoyed myself. Enlighten us, please. You know, it's so it's basically, it's basically, uh, like shit on a shingle. Have you ever heard that expression? So it's like little rye pieces of toast with, um, ground beef and Italian sausage mixed with Velveeta cheese on top of it. It's like, it's like, yeah, it's like a, um, yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely it's definitely a white guy thing because it's like when you would go to block parties or when you had parties you would bring like an appetizer and when and i would tell my buddies how good she makes them and when i had a dinner party with my work buddies um in january they're all like hey bring those fucking hanky pankies man i was like hey all right cool all right so that's it timmy give me your last one bud oh man i got like three i'm looking at that uh oh. All right, I'm a. This is like I said. I, for me, it's all about those moments, man. Where you right. just like you won't ever forget that shit. And uh, I'm gonna be honest. When you had said Bisping, my heart dropped. I was like, "There's no way he's picking this." But uh, 
I got to go Bisping versus GSP and MSG, man. Okay, oh, I like that. GSP coming back from the long layoff, um, going up in weight. And, you know, there, there's a lot of politics with UFC. and You can call that fight polit- political if you want to, but I say fuck that. This man has earned every fucking fight that he gets. He mm-hmm. should be able to fight whoever the fuck he wants. Right. And Dana's smart enough to know that he beat his best guy. Yep. Yeah, I'm talking about Khabib. Fuck him. But uh, <laughs> and it, it's smart business not to put that fight up because you know GSP he learned he's already burned him once. He came in there, beat your middleweight champ, beat yep. the fuck out of your middleweight champ, finished yep. him, uh, choked him out, and then said, "See you, know, I'm out of here. See you later." So, yeah. And then uh, you know Dana White's dick in hand, looking stupid per right. huge. But um, per no man, just like he did. He just deserved that moment. And uh, I, I almost said Sarah versus GSP, too, you know, fight. Montreal, when he comes in and, you know, in his hometown. And, and yeah, the, wins, the second fight. Back. The second fight. Yeah. Of, yeah, yeah. After he got. He, he, yeah. yeah. I wa- I just rewatched that the other day. I think it was on. They put it on YouTube or they put it on something. I just rewatched that the other day. Yeah, that was awesome. He came back and, and, and stopped yeah, him out. Just, talk about the most humble dude, GSP. Just yeah. like, are you professional? Are you a GSP you know, fan? Works too? his ass off. Huge, huge. Oh, okay. So that's that's your guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. No All doubt, right. man. I mean, I, I remember. Uh, it's funny, dude. Growing up, um, you know, when he was in his prime, I was probably 14, 15, 16 years old, seventeen. I mean, he's right. he's prime for a while, but I was really young. I was too young to get into bars, and um, I remember that uh, we before they started showing him in like Buffalo Wild Wings and shit. Me and my buddies would go to this place in like Virginia Beach, and it's like this shitty ass club with. Uh, you know, a bunch of college kids, and we'd like sneak in just to watch the fights, and nice. mostly just his fights. And, right. uh, yeah, man. Like I said, just the moment you won't forget. It's in MSG. It's, it's yeah. off of how many years was he out? At least three years. Yeah, and in in, 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 in an eighty five, like that's I've seen GSP in person. I've never stood next to him or anything. He could make one fifty five. Like he's not a big, big dude. He's muscle. He's muscly, and he's and he's thick. But he's not that big of a dude. So him going up to 85, I was like, man, because Bisping used to be a 205-er, handled it no yeah. problem. Handled it no problem. Like, cause like if he fights Khabib, they're gonna fight at probably 65. I don't think Khabib will go to 70, but like I heard GSP on fight weeks was drinking like Coke. Like literally, yeah. like he loves like soda and like drinking Coke. Like Kenny Florin used to talk about like GSP can do whatever he wants because he trains that hard and he keeps his, his he's a freak. Yeah. That's a good pick. I have I have one GSP you know, GSP fight written down. Also, no. fuck Bisping. That that definitely helped, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bisping was like blind and shit when yeah. he fought. I think Bisping in his prime would have probably fucked around and and beat up GSP maybe. But Bisping is just oh, like all blind and shit. I don't know. GSP is so Blasphemy. good. The only I don't know. the only um, fight I have GSP losing is BJ Penn UFC fifty eight. What's up? Yeah, <laughs> and Big Rick beat the piss out of him. Uh, Hendricks was close. Hendricks was close, but UFC 58, man, my boy Rich Franklin fought on that. It was like USA versus Canada. They built it as that. Uh, Rich fought David Luazo, GSP's teammate, and then GSP obviously fought BJ Penn. That was a close fight. BJ Penn fucked up GSP's face on that one, boys. Yeah, dude. You know, good. Another crazy thing about him fighting about 185 too is that he had like tons of fucking gastric issues and shit after yeah. that fight. Like he right, had well because he had, had gained so much weight. Bulking. He got all fucked up. Yeah, like they said he was eating. Like he fuck. had to eat like shit because he had to, to, to right. bulk up and that shit fucked him up. He's training. Fuck. He's still training. He does gymnastics, so he's incredibly strong. And then he's fucking in the match for 12 hours a day. And uh, like Kenny Florian literally says, like he's leading up to like a weight cut, and Frost is going, "Go eat some pasta." 
Go eat some fettuccine Alfredo. We need because yeah, he's he just would, not built to be that big. He would come in too light because he's so lean and muscly. And then that's when he took the fight at eighty five. I'm like, I'm like, what the one eighty five? And you know, because there was like Frozen interview years ago where they asked him about him moving up to eighty five to fight Anderson Silva. That was like going to be the big big dream fight. And Frost goes, I think he'll probably go to fifty five for his eighty five. And like I said, yeah. he was at he was at an event I was at, and he was walking by, and I was probably maybe like twenty five feet from him. Maybe I got like a pretty good look at him. He's walking with like security, and he was wait, he just signed autographs for fans. He wasn't that big of a guy. Like he like to me, I was like, oh, and he had like a. I mean, I didn't you know I didn't see him shirtless or anything, but I fucking I ch- I was checking like him out. Going, yeah, right. I, I didn't get close to him to see his height, but I'm like that. I feel like he'd be a lot bigger than that, right? And the same thing with Matt Brown. Matt Brown fights at 170 or whatever. I've been in the room with him. He seems kind of small to me, too. Maybe I'm just a fucking muscle-bound giant, maybe? I don't know what fucking it is. Fucking beast. Just this big fucking muscle-bound freak, and all these people seem small to me. All right, um, let's do some honorable mentions. Devin, you went first. Give me some of your honorable mentions. All right, awesome. Um, I got Cub Swanson versus Duho Choi. Nice. That was a good fucking scrap yeah, um it was. i got dc versus steep a2 that's a good one oh, yeah. okay um just because there's a there, there was a lot on the line for that fight man and uh dc was looking really great you know getting him with the eye pokes i'm just kidding yeah <laughs> um, yeah <but laughs> fucking Stepe, you know was a is and still uh apparently a little bit fucked up from those eye pokes but yeah, yeah, you know, no, it, was just, it was just a it was going one way for dc um, for such a knowledgeable guy, he doesn't have the best fight IQ. No. For such a fucking smart guy, he's more of a competitor. He's he's too much of a competitor for his own good. The rumor I That's heard about problem. about that fight is you know he coaches that wrestling team, and he runs the wrestling practice at AKA. I heard he didn't want to train wrestling for that fight. He just wanted to do boxing. And you go in there, and obviously your instincts to take him down. He took Stipe down easily and fucking dominated on the ground. Like nothing. Like nothing. And Stipe doesn't have anything off his back. I mean, he probably could have worked his way up, but he didn't. And he decides to box with him. You know what I mean? It's like like some of these wrestlers, like Josh Kochat for years, stopped wrestling. He's like, nah, I got to learn how to strike. It's like, well, okay, but now like you were a wrestler, like use your fucking wrestling. But that's a good good honorable mention. I think I would have – I didn't have it written down, but it definitely popped in my head. Just the switch that that you know the the fight IQ from from Stipe to notice okay these body shots are hurting him. Yeah. Uh, Silva hurt DC to the body in their fight. Yeah. So um, John Jones you know, made, in the first fight broke yeah. uh, broke DC's ribs with a knee. DC said afterwards like the he didn't hurt me anything besides the knees. So his body's vulnerable. I don't know if Stipe knew that, but he no. just saw that opening. He just hit him with that like shovel hook to the body, and yeah. it was like a light bulb turned on. It was like oh. Right. That is the Achilles heel. That it's yep. like Iron Man with the fucking gem right in his sternum. That's right where fucking, you know, that's just it was just pink and it was yeah. like, uh-oh. Cuz uh, it wasn't a crack of a punch. It was like, you know, like a 60% type punch. Just, I tell you what. I'm not a professional fighter by any means. I trained for 3-4 years. I sparred a lot. Never once got hurt to the head by anybody, right? I sparred this pro boxer. He's 145 pounds. And he's a, he's a pro now. He wasn't a pro then, but he's trained to be a pro. And we're sparring and we're going fairly light. You know, he's a smaller guy. He just wanted to get some work in with a big body. He hit me probably 40 to 50% to the liver. And it took everything in my power not to go down because I couldn't let this little dude drop me. And I'm like, no, that was a good shot. Yeah, yeah, okay, we'll keep going. Like, it hurts so bad because it's delayed. I thought I was going to shit my pants. 
And then, and like, literally, we we're going to go three rounds. I went, I, we went one round. I'm like, okay, I, I, I sprained my ankle. I made up something. But, dude, I can't even imagine getting hit to the liver by, like, Stipe. Like, oh my Francis Agonu. Like, your liver's going to fucking, you know, come out your ass or your throat. It's it's crazy. Like, those bodies have yeah. to wild. You got any more honorable <laughs> mentions? Um, I, Let me just look at my list real quick. I know I got a go couple more. Notes. Oh, for sure. Go over your notes. Um, I got um, Cejudo versus Marlon Marais. That was a great fucking fight. I really yeah, like that yeah. fight. Um, I like that fight. And if you took Henry's stupid mouth off of him, I'd really like him because he's such a good fighter. He's mm-hmm. such a good athlete. And outside of all this fucking bullshit charade he does with this cringe shit, he's a really good competitor and he's a fucking dog. Yeah. Like that fight showed you that Henry Cejudo has the, you know, has the capability of being the hammer and the nail and when it and when he's the nail and then it's his turn to be the hammer you don't you don't want it like yeah. it's fucking he he really he really put it to marlon Marais after getting the shit beat out of him he like rolled his ankle did some weird shit thought his leg was like broken right and that was against demetrius actually i'm, I'm no he hurt his um, an- he hurt his ankle against rice too yeah was it that fight and he yeah. hurt his shoulder thought- in the fight that's why he had a shoulder yeah. surgery. so he's fucked up in that fight He's like all fucked up and he comes back, he comes back and just turns it on, turns it on, almost yeah. finishes him and then finally finishes him. And that was, that was just such it's a impressive, great, impressive like, stuff. I was, dude. I was really impressed with that fight. I picked Cejudo and I betted on Cejudo. So I was happy, Me too. but Marais is a beast. Like no doubt about it. Like oh, the dude fucking, fucking sleeps beast. Dudes. And, uh, I didn't really, I don't really love Cejudo. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't see more of him not, at 135 yeah, though. Dude. It's a little weird. Cause he is very short, but he's thick. Um, Marais isn't the biggest 135 or height wise. He is, he's bustled up, but he's got that little Mickey mouse voice. (laughs) It's so busy. When he opens his mouth, it's so fucking weird. He, I know he's, he's Brazilian and he speaks English really well. But if I had that voice, I would just be like, here, here's my translator. I don't want to talk. Like get a deep voice translator because your little fucking Mickey, your little Mickey mouse voice. Like, (laughs) I want to it's like, bro. Yeah, but no. that's what gets you into fights. Yeah, that, that's, that's he true. probably grew up scrapping. Oh that yeah, voice. yeah, yeah. That dude's fucked some dudes <laughs> up. All right, Tim, you got any? Well, let me. I'll do honorable mentions and you'll end it. So I just have a couple here. Anderson Chael won. I mean, guys. I mean, that was for real unbelievable yeah. comeback for Anderson Silva. If you're an Anderson Silva fan, that fight. I had a buddy. We're at B Dubs and we're sitting there and we had a crowd of people and he wouldn't touch his wings. And he's watching, and and of course I'm rooting for Anderson too, but I'm like giving my buddy shit. He hated Chael. I'm like, hey, that's two rounds for Chael. Oh, another round for Chael. And when Anderson tapped him with the triangle in the fifth round, he stood up and hit the table with two hands and flipped all of her food everywhere. <laughs> and he was so fucking happy. That was an unbelievable fight. Gaethje Poirier. Uh, I mean, that's unbelievable. We could all name Justin Gaethje fights. To me. That was unbelievable because, I mean, literally Poirier's leg was, like, coming off, and he somehow knocked out Justin Gaethje, who's a fucking freak of nature. I have GSP Hendricks written down here. I love that fight. I also really love GSP John Fitch because GSP fucking steamrolled John Fitch. GSP was a killer in that fight and just couldn't take out John Fitch because John Fitch was so fucking tough at the time. A lot of people thought John Fitch was going to be, like, GSP's kryptonite because he's big, he can wrestle, and GSP fucked him up. Dropped him, like, every round. It was uh, an impressive performance there. So that's my honorable mentions. Tim, what do you got? Um, This would have definitely been my next pick. I tried to go outside the box on most of my picks, but Hendo versus Shogun won the first fight they had. The first two, or I mean, yeah, the, the two are unbelievable. Yeah, the the first one in particular, I remember yeah. how 
Like, dude, that fight could have been stopped so many times. So many. Um, they, they just went absolutely at it. Um, another one I got that uh, David reminded me of when he, when he brought up the women's fight was uh, Holly Holm versus Misha Tate. Okay. And, uh, okay. Holly a pretty much, I don't want to say dominated majority of the fight, but uh, definitely was winning the fight. Right. And then um, Misha, you know, she was a legend, dude. She had been through, you know, Strike Force. Um, you know, been through all the UFC, all, pretty much been the Uriah Faber almost. You know, right. Almost had the title, always, always in contention, and couldn't get past Ronda or Aldo in uh, Uriah's case. And um, when she put the triangle, I'm pretty sure, no, no, she put her in a rear naked rear choke. Naked, yep. And then fucking slapped you know, her. Holly goes out fucking punching, punching the air and shit. That was, uh, have you, that was good every stuff. time you say Holly Hole's name, all I think about is her dancing on the internet now. Have you guys seen her dancing or trying to dance? Jesus. Have you seen that? Uh, so, uh, I would rather uh, eat it's, broken glass. Dude, it's all over Twitter. You know, she's going through a divorce, so I'm going to lay off her. She's, oh, right. She does this one. Yeah, yeah, she dances, and it's so robotic because she's so muscly. And, you know, this is a little thing you guys got to know about your boy here is I'm a fantastic dancer, and that's the truth. Um, and she's so, <laughs> so bad. It's so, so bad. And I'm just like, I know that you got guys in your DMs going like, let me fucking bang you and shit. But like, you're just quit dancing. Let's just not, let's just, let's just stop. Bro. Last, last one I got, and it's from a guy you wouldn't expect to have a, a great fight, but I, I, I re-encountered it on Fight Pass the other night was um, fucking Force Griffin versus Tito Ortiz, their first fight. First fight, great Back fight. In fucking 2006. UFC man. 59, bro. A hell of a fight. Awesome fight. I love that fight. I think that was the fight where he said he had a cracked skull, a broken skull. Tito, right? Was that the one? Like, he won a split decision over over Forrest. Most people thought Forrest won because Forrest got dominated in the first round. And I feel like when people were booing Tito, he's like, I took this fight with a cracked skull or whatever. And everyone's like, shut the fuck up, Tito. Spinal. Yeah, I love I love that fight. I I almost put Chuck Tito too because that rivalry built for so many years. Like UFC 248, they finally fought and they you know they were training partners and they agreed not to fight. And Chuck's like, I never said that. And then Chuck like against the cage just literally let out like fucking 16 years of fury on Tito's big old watermelon head. So that was gonna be one. I didn't have that written down from auto mentions, but I, I I love that fight as well. But yeah, Tito versus Forrest is a slept-on fight. Um, their second fight wasn't nearly as good. It was fairly good, but that first fight was was good because it was Forrest's big, big step up from the Ultimate Fighter, and everyone knew him and everyone liked him. He's this big goofy guy, and uh, he showed a fucking chin. He showed heart, and uh, yeah, and Tito was a legend, obviously. Tito, about, yeah. Tito versus Frank Shamrock too at UFC two, two, uh, UFC twenty two where Tito lost, and that was like a big rivalry. He fought Frank before he fought Ken after the whole flip off the corner of the lion's den. That was an awesome fight, too. That was one of my first fights I've ever, like, I remember I ordered that VHS off eBay because I, I had I wasn't, a, I wasn't a fan when it was live, and then years later, I remember going back and going, oh, I need, to, I need to watch that event, and I ordered off eBay for, like, $28 plus, like, $11 shipping. It took, it took, like, three weeks to get to me, <laughs> And this is before tracking or anything like that. I'm checking the mailbox of my fucking tapes in there. I'm oh emailing this guy with my Hotmail email address, like Brian Big Stud at 21hotmail.com or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, where's my tape at? I'm so impatient. Uh, you have to rewind it before you watch Yeah, it. <laughs> rewind it. If you didn't rewind it to Blockbuster, they charge you a fee and shit. 
Please be kind. Rewind. Yeah. I, overall, guys, I think we killed it. That, <laughs> that's a good list. I think we all got some good lists. I love how we all, because you can easily just, we all could have just picked, you know, fucking Gaethje fights and all the fights that all these fucking squares were picked. If I'm looking at this list, I'm looking at this list of guys who are fans, you know, not just guys who are, uh, you know, been fans for a couple years. Like these, these are hardcore fans lists. I love it. I love this shit. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's good. Oh, question that popped in my head when you're talking about Wally and, uh, Joanna, because I'm a pervert. Who would you rather have sex with? Joanna or Wally? Damn. And Joanna, man. Joanna. Yeah. I'm very just about her. Like, Outside of physical appearance, Jesus Christ, she's just sexy. Sexy. Right. Like when she first got in UFC, she looked like a goblin. Then she started getting that yeah. Florida tan. Schmeagle. And then that fucking, she got the fake boobies and shit. And her old boyfriend was like a soccer guy. And he's like a stud. I'm like, okay. So she like, she fucks. Like this girl knows what she's doing. <laughs> Wally though is like going to be the fucking queen of China. So I mean, problem is if she's you bang. Stacked. Yeah. She's too shredded, bro. Yeah. So that is, shredded. that is muscly though. She's just shredded. She, yeah, she's just too shredded. For someone to be as shredded as she is, she's got fucking great cardio, too. So that might, you know, play into a decision you'd have to make. Um, Depends on how many rounds you want to go. Can we just put Amanda Hebos in there? That's my Well, Yeah, of course. Everyone wants to bang Amanda (laughs) Hebos, Amanda Hebos. The thing with Wally, though, if you bang her and she enjoys it, you know what I mean? She's going to make you move to fucking China. I don't want to live in China. Kidding me? Fuck no. You can't, you can't have, like, 20. No, if you, you have kids, like, you can't have, like, girls or whatever it is. They, they limit your kids. I don't, there's so many rules over there, man. So many rules. All right, so we're at an hour 10. This was fun, boys. Uh, as always, we'll do we'll do one a week until we get fights back. May 9th, I think, is going to happen. May 9th, man. Let's I think it's going to oh happen. God, I'm, I'm very, very confident that it's going to happen. Um, yeah, I think it's going to happen though. So boys, uh, this will be up Friday. I know we're recording on a Wednesday. I'm going to put it up Friday. It'll be Friday morning. It'll be up. All right. Have a good night, boys. Pray for May 9th, everyone. May 9th. I'll see you boys. See you. Later guys. That was my guys right there. Awesome podcast. We did our top five. Uh, You know, I was going to put top five best fights. I think I'm going to put it top five favorite fights because a lot of these are just our personal favorite fights. Um, and I think a lot of people could, all this list, like Tim had some bangers, Pat Barry versus Czech Congo. Awesome fight. Clay Guida Sanchez versus uh, Diego Sanchez. Awesome. Silver versus Irvin that Devin picked that would have never been on anyone's list, but it was the story that it told, um, about Silva going up to 205 fighting a, a guy who, who could knock anybody out. James Irvin was a knockout artist, but Silva just handled him so well. You got some, some great, great stuff on this list. My list, you know, not too bad, not too bad either. I don't want to talk myself up, but you know, I mean, not too bad. So you'll be listening to this. Your ears will be listening to us on a Friday. I'll put a poll up. Let's get more than six votes this time. I'll put it up on Instagram, YouTube, all that shit. There's no going to be no video this week on YouTube just because of our, our our little situation was uh camera thing was l- a little bit off because Tim's moving right now, but we'll get that ironed out. And uh, that's it. So enjoy the weekend. May 9th. <sighs> May 9th, baby. That's what we're holding out for. I'll see you. Come on. 
Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? He's real good. The name is Dollar.